everybody. Before we dig into today's podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Artists, photographers, neon makers, vendors, shop owners. If you just love neon and if one day you hope to own your own sign, whoever you are, I hope you're all okay during these trying times. Number two is our merch. If you ever wanted to wear something with the intent to feature neon front and center, it's online. Hit merch on the main nav on the site and so on. And last, text us, 917-565-9616. Love to hear from the community, general thoughts, musings, and or whoever we should have on the show. Whatever it is, hit us up, and here is your podcast. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out. Max at Mono Neon, and I'm with Reese Martin, author, photographer from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Reese has um, got a really cool love for travel, has really uh, gotten uh, some amazing posts out there on Instagram, you know, uh, has traveled large parts of the, of the, of the world, actually. Um, and Oklahoma and really Route 66 to a greater significance has always been uh, something of importance. Obviously, many American travelers have gone down this road of uh, exploring, you know, personal, maybe it's travel, maybe it's, you know, just uh, intentionally going and, and making your way down that road, that quiet stretch of path now has so much more meaning as we now look towards these neon signs to kind of point us in the right direction. Um, and Reese has really made it in his intention to kind of capture these these moments, these uh, old signs, um, really new now more than ever. Now they're coming back. Uh, Reese, what did you know? What inspired you to kind of get out there and uh, take photos of this area? You know, for better or for worse, what it's left now. Um, what have you seen too? I guess transitioning, but maybe kind of take us back to that moment where you started taking some photos of these signs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I, I took the long way around to, to get to Route 66, even though I, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Route 66 comes through Tulsa, and Tulsa has a very important place in the history of the road. You know, I, I, I lived here. I didn't really pay attention to it. And I had to leave the country, um, travel internationally for a while, and come back to really look around, you know, not just Route 66, but the rest of Oklahoma and the Midwest, and really appreciate the history that we have here. And so I started driving around Oklahoma and with my camera, taking pictures and writing about my experiences. And uh, of course, Route 66 was very natural. I just took a day trip. Uh, this was in 2013, uh, just a couple of hours. And uh, two years later, I'd driven the entire road from Chicago, Illinois to Santa Monica, California. Um, and I started to get involved with preservation um, and, you know, being more of an active, uh, what they call roadie fan of the road. Um, and now I serve as the president of the Oklahoma Route 66 Association. Uh, I'm a member of the Tulsa Route 66 Commission um, and uh, serve on a couple of other uh, boards and, and groups around the country to help preserve and promote Route 66. Uh, and also too, like when you said, you know, I love it. I found that you had a blog, like it's so cool to see. I mean, that was such a hot topic for a while that you're doing a lot of writing too. And, and some really great stuff. Had that always kind of been a counterpoint to like the photo work that you've been putting together? Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you know, and I started, I bought a, a little point and shoot camera and I started my blog when I left the country. I wanted to share what I was seeing and what I was experiencing with friends and family, you know, and let them know that I was still alive. And uh, I got home and I didn't want to stop. I, I really fell in love with writing and by then I had a little bit more of an advanced camera and I had really developed, so to speak, 
um, it into a skill. And I wanted to capture the things that I'd always taken for granted around home. And I continue to write um, whenever I travel, uh, hopefully to inspire other people to do their own travel. And there's a strong presence too, when you think about, um, you know, the history of these, some of these signs, you know, what, what with the travel restrictions and everything going on worldwide that with the pandemic, you know, have you seen your work kind of change into other aspects, maybe virtually or some other areas that is intriguing to you? Um, Cause so much of this type of work is about travel. Have you seen things kind of shift? I have. Um, Route 66 has a very international appeal. You have people that save up their entire lives to fly into Chicago from other countries and drive Route 66. Just take a month and drive the whole way out, and it's a trip of a lifetime. People from Germany and Australia and China and um, the Netherlands. It's just incredible. And so, you know, this year we've seen that shift. Um, Of course, international travel has has slowed down uh, significantly, to put it lightly. Uh, but you have a lot of folks here locally that were in the same position I was in years ago that now have some time and you know they, they want to get out of the house. And they're like, you know what? This, this stuff has always been here. I'll just take a day trip. And so we're, we're, we're still seeing some travel, um, but it's, it's more U.S.-based than international. Uh, and, uh, you know, with the movie Cars, you know, kids know Lightning McQueen and everything, so they want to see a little bit of Route 66 and... You know, you never know what they'll take and we'll become a passion for them later. Yeah, well, I think that's enormous, uh, very thoughtful to mention something like that. I mean, I know Disney as being like kind of the juggernaut that they are, but I think it's a, an enormous goal of mine to be able to share different learnings from different places. And if it's something like a, a Cars movie that gets people to kind of grow a little bit and think a little bit wider and maybe consider some of these things, like going to visit these signs and they'll be around a little bit longer. And I analyze it like that. I think like that. Um, I think some of the biggest brands in the world have, have brought that into a space that not only shows how these uh, signs can help tell a story, but most recently, I find that, um, you know, it just helps grow the platform a little bit. Uh, I know that people don't necessarily think like that or might not have that idea. Of course, artistic endeavors do suffer because you obviously have these larger organizations who kind of stand on, you know, the shoulders of some of these other things that came before it. But, I mean, can you tell a little bit the difference between, you know, say 10 years ago and, and what's happening now in Neon at all or with signs? Yeah, it's definitely picking up, and it, it's 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 been a lot of things. You know, Route 66 was decertified in 1985, and pretty much everyone pronounced it dead. And four years later, the first uh, state historic association sprung up in Arizona. Uh, after a year, all eight states had their own historic association, and, and we've all been beating the drum since then. Hey, this is important. Hey, this isn't going to last forever. You know, neon is a, is a is a literal art. You know, enjoy this because more and more signs are being lost every day. And then, as I mentioned, you had things like cars, and you had books that were published to get people interested. Um, and I think you just have the even before COVID hit, you had this migration away from city centers into smaller communities, or and younger people feeling like maybe they were missing out on something. Um, You had uh, experienced travelers uh, becoming more of a thing again. Uh, And all of these things, whether it's a roadside attraction like the Blue Whale in Catoosa, Oklahoma, or uh, a giant neon sign or something of that nature that you can't go anywhere and see. You can only see it in this one place that adds to that 
authenticity that the travelers so often seek out. In the, you know, being the president of the Oklahoma Route 66 Association, I mean, it's a, it's such, it's quite a, a title. I mean, what kind of things still, if people are completely new to this and, and we're unaware, what are the things that you guys are able to do or, or that you've been proud of that you kind of stand back and you say, oh, wow, that was really great that we did that or that you're working on? Anything come to mind at all? Well, we're, we run pretty lean. Um, you know, each state association works a little differently. I can speak most expertly about Oklahoma since that's the one I'm involved in. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing we do every year is we publish a trip guide that people can pick up for free um, at locations, uh, at our business member locations across the state. Someone wants to experience Route 66, they just pick up this guide, there's maps in there, there's historic context, there's landmarks for them to see, so they can do their own, you know, take their own journey and travel. Um, and at, on a larger scale, we kind of serve as like subject matter experts. Um, I take opportunities to kind of help teach Route 66, whether it's speaking at a seminar or participating like I do with the Tulsa Route 66 Commission, which is much more focused on like economic development and, and things very specific for the city. I try to bring in that larger historic perspective. And I would say all of the eight state associations do work in that capacity. Um, but we do also get the opportunity to work on, on preservation projects. Uh, in Tulsa, we have the metal gold neon sign, which is a gigantic sign um, that was headed for the wrecking ball in the mid 2000s. And the Oklahoma Route 66 Association, along with a few other groups here in Tulsa, banded together and said, we wanna save this sign and we're able to convince the city to purchase it and refurbish it. And it still shines brightly on Route 66 today because of groups like us that have stepped in and said, you know, this is important, we can't lose this. And that's a great uh, kind of touch point. I mean, it's so fun to probably stand back and look at some of those projects. Um, you know, are there any that kind of that got away from you guys that you kind of look back and you say, oh, you know, I wish I wish we would have known about that then or I mean, because you can't possibly save them all. What would you say to that? Is there anybody that is listening right now that might have some, um, you know, do you look for uh, things like outside, you know, donations of that sort, as there, there are possibilities for other businesses to step in and, and reclaim some of these signs to keep them locally. Have you seen anything like that kind of go on besides just like a localized effort? We have to some degree. Um, it, it becomes, it's difficult. Like when you say of, you know, like the one that got away, um, I hate to keep it hyper local, but here in Tulsa, we had a little motel Um on Route 66 that had been abandoned for a couple of years. It dates back to the 1940s. I was able to interview family that was involved with running it for many years, learn you know the, the complete history of this place in the hopes of getting somebody interested in buying it and, and restoring it and renovating it, turning the sign back on. And even if it wasn't a working motel, maybe it's a gift shop, maybe it's a food truck park, you know, some way to keep the spirit of the place alive and you know, have, you know, their neon sign buzzing again after being dark for so many years. But, you know, the, the landowner that owns it, um, you know, the communication and finding something that works for everybody just doesn't always work. Uh, we've had a situation um, in New Mexico where several neon signs have been purchased by private uh, uh, parties and relocated from their original space and you lose so much context when a sign is moved even if it's restored and relit in a nice warehouse you can you know pay five bucks and go look at the signs that's great it is saved I don't want to knock that but you lose a lot when it's moved but at, at the end of the day it's one private party talking to another private party and there's only so much you can do to try to convince people that these things are worth saving and 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 you know We've lost so much over the years and it, it breaks my heart every time that we lose another battle, but 
You know, it's important not to get discouraged and, you know, not just try to save the things that are out there, but find ways to create new, um, you know, like we'll go back to neon in Tulsa. We just created three old neon signs that had been lost and created a little neon sign park with some replica signs that, you know, yeah, they're not the original signs, but folks driving down the road are still going to stop. They're going to take pictures. They're going to read about these places. And it's, it's still going to help share that with a new generation. I saw an article about this. This is the, uh, the replica of the historic Will Rogers motor, right? The oh, motor yeah. Yeah. When we were getting together, uh, on the Tulsa commission to say, Hey, so we have this little piece of land. We think a neon sign park would be cool. What signs do you want from Tulsa history? Like I couldn't raise my hand fast enough because <laughs> the, the Will Rogers motor court sign has this beautiful, like cowboy on a bucking horse with these beautiful colors and, it's elaborate. It's a beautiful sign. And it was demolished in the early 90s. And uh, the, the fact that we not only got to recreate this sign and build it right on Route 66, um, but that I got to call the daughters of the family that ran this motel for so many years and say, hey, you know, this sign is, is being rebuilt. You know, that, that was very fulfilling for me. I, I love connecting with people. And you know, that I say that's probably the thing I get the most out of on all of this. It's wonderful to have something to take a picture of, but when I'm able to help somebody celebrate a piece of history that is very personal to them, um, that, that fills my bucket. Well, also successful businesses, we think about like what's happening with the pandemic, but these became successful points of business where people could meet up. You know, most people were vacationing, families, traveling, salesmen, these types of people, working nature people were going from one place to another. These these hotel these motels were, you know, sprinkled across the landscape, had really been, you know, important property. You know, they were largely looked at as uh, modern. They had large swimming pools, things like sure. cabana rooms and, you know, you know, before the days of high-speed internet, those were the things that you looked for. Um, but mostly just a place to be able to rest your head on, you know, kind of as you're driving down the highway. And there's probably nothing more exciting than to have to see a place that's completely lit up and says, you know, hey, we've got space here, you know, come on in. <laughs> like, I mean, part of it is not only nostalgia, which I think is really important, but you can't really get away from some of those things. Like you said, the photographs, the memories, the, and not only just Tulsa's, you know, claim to fame, like, it's neat to see the city really kind of exploring new ideas and new ways to to resurrect that let alone i know the sign is gone but i haven't necessarily heard too much about completely reimagining a sign and bringing it back from the grave so to speak and, and completely renewly fashioned and people people would argue okay there's something wrong with that but if it didn't exist anymore and we're really working from this imaginary place i mean that's such a neat thing to do uh, i think it's a great way to revitalize the city and to give it a sense of purpose, you know, especially nowadays where things are kind of down and people can't necessarily, well, you can drive by and check out this really awesome neon sign that's readily available right there and, you know, right by your window <laughs> as you cruise through. Um, and has the reception been fairly good since then? I mean, has that been uh, largely talked about? I think it's only been a few weeks now since it's been up or has that pretty relative? Yeah, well, they, they went up a few weeks ago and actually the lighting ceremony is a week from today. Um, next Tuesday, uh, September 15th, uh, we're doing a Facebook live stream uh, with the Tulsa Route 66 Commission where we flip the switch for the first time. But this is really like the, the a step in a journey that's been going on for, for over a year now. Last April, 2019, uh, the city launched a neon sign grant program 
where if you're a business on Route 66, if you have an old sign you want to refurbish that hasn't been on for a while, or you want to build a brand new neon sign, we'll, re, re, we'll uh, basically pay 50% of your sign costs um, for you to build that. And so in the last, we've actually just passed a year since the first sign turned on that took advantage of that grant program. We've had 14 signs in the last year that have gone up because of that 50% match from the city of Tulsa. And these are, we've had, I think three signs that are old signs that were refurbished, but everything else has been brand new. So you have this whole corridor now of neon on Route 66 in Tulsa. These, these recreated old signs are just a piece of a puzzle that, that has been coming together and will continue to. We've got four more in the hopper now that are in the permitting process. It's been a great success. And um, I met up with a gentleman from New Hampshire a few weeks ago. He was taking an old Model A Ford down Route 66. And he had the guidebook and he had a GPS app. And, you know, these stay pretty up to date on kind of what to see and do in, in the communities as you drive through. And uh, I met up with him and talked to him. And he's like, you guys have a lot of neon. And I didn't see it in any of the guides. You should really get on that. And, you know, of course, I nodded and said, absolutely. But the deal is it's been happening so quickly over the last year that, you know, we can't keep up. People just have to drive through at night and see what they see. That's fun. You know, the unique thing is that people complain about there not being enough people to support neon. These are just new ways of, of creating neon. You know, you've got things even online, things that are remarkable, even like hand-painted signs. Um, I was a big fan of the Skateland sign that's out there in, in Tulsa, which yeah. is from 1968. I'd never pictured some of these signs. And so, there's a lot of sign geeks, if you want to call them that, on the, on the, you know, kind of on the prowl looking at new things. But, uh, you know, again, it's just another way of, of kind of reinvigorating, uh, you know, the, the cityscape. And if you think about it, like something new is going to come out that's something old. I mean, it's, it's pretty exciting to see things kind of have a new, uh, you know, new sense of life. Um, with that said, uh, any any fascinating new projects that's coming up? I and mean, we talked a lot about the different parts of the association, but uh, you know, what are you looking forward to next in terms of your your uh, projects or anything of that nature? Well, I would say the thing right now that we're pouring the most energy in is uh, there has been legislation at the national level to get Route 66 designated as a national historic trail um, for almost 20 years. Uh, the National Park Service had been uh, distributing and maintaining a corridor grant program that helped restore facades and put studies in the field and restore neon signs along the road. Uh, but it uh, sunset um, and went out, wasn't renewed um, in 2019. And uh, the Route 66 Road Ahead Partnership, uh, which is a group that consists of all eight state associations, National Trust for Historic Preservation, National Park Service, and a few other groups, um, are working with Congress to get this legislation pushed through so that Route 66 itself is designated as a national historic trail, similar to like the Trail of Tears or the Santa Fe Trail or, you know, mostly older uh, historic paths in the United States, which would help with signage. It would help with, you know, hopefully a new grant program, things like that, that would help keep a little bit of energy in Route 66. Because as you go through some of these small towns, there's, there's just not much left. You know, we're real lucky in Tulsa that the city has said Route 66 is important and has put some money behind it. You know, but I've driven through so many of these small towns where, you know, they can 
you know, keeping the streetlights on is their focus, not, you know, something fancy like a new neon or helping someone restore something. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really just a matter of uh, right now, keeping our fingers on the pulse of, of anything that's endangered and making sure the word gets out so that the people that are interested in helping and preserving um, learn of an opportunity before it's too late. Yeah, incredible resources, Risa. I want to say thanks for coming on the show, first and foremost. Um, you've called out a lot of really good ideas. I think it gives people some some actual ideas to solve problems, but more importantly, just, you know, the, the, the breadth of, of what's going on in NEON and, uh, you know, not just sign culture, but also the day-to-day projects that people are working on. If anybody's struggling to get things done, um, you know, look for the look for the groups that, that are positively making a difference in going about it the right way. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, I can't wait to see what comes together next. My pleasure. And that's completely true. I'm more than happy to talk with any groups, um, even cities that say, hey, we want to do something like what Tulsa is doing. We're always happy to help. It's uh, Route 66 is known as a linear community and it, it is very much that. Beautiful. Thanks, Reese. My pleasure. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.